I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. We're not you, You're Puerto Rican? Yeah, I'm Puerto Rican. appreciate it if we would use the term biblical. Mucha crema tus tacos y se te quema el arroz. Hell yeah, mojón. Rather than just using the word before. What's going on, mi gente? Welcome back to another episode of For Christ y Cultura. I am your chiquito pero picoso co-host, Jonathan Gonzalez. <laughs> A.K.A. John the Presby, A.K.A. I love chicken wings, A.K.A. I got totally sunburned today at the lake, A.K.A. Brown people, I guess technically can get browner, but you can't really tell the difference. <laughs> and I am here with my co-host, Caro. A.K.A. La Colombiana, A.K.A. From the 305, A.K.A. I enjoy eating mustard with everything, or everything with mustard, haha, <laughs> and preferably horseradish one. I don't care what you all think. <laughs> also, we are here with our other co-hosts. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Josue, aka Philly Sway, aka CS Goya. Tiene que ser bueno. Yo como Goya todo el día. Ya tú sabes todo. Aka I don't give you boycott my peoples. You already know what it is because I'm not. <laughs> but I will eat Goya all day long. Give me some Malta Goya right now. Yo, aka I'm big. Aka I went to Home Depot for no reason one day. Just walked around and I looked at nothing, man. But I looked at everybody. I was people watching. Aka I sit on tables. Aka I drive a car that's white. I'm not racist. AKA, you already know what it is. <laughs> Woo! You, I need to step up my AKA game. You guys are so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> or just continue to ask people for more AKA. <laughs> he said, he said, I drive a white car. But he's not racist. <laughs> and I'm not racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like the, the people who say, oh yeah, I have a black friend. <laughs> That's like those kind of people. I ain't racist. <laughs> My car is white. No way. There's no way. My car is white. <laughs> My last name is White. <laughs> I'm kidding. That works unless you're actually white and your last name is actually White. <laughs> so I have met. There was a tech at the school that I work at that his. He's a black man, and his last name is White. Like, like yep. what? Huh? Like, like what kind of white? Like white, like W H I T E, like the white, color right. white. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what, what do you mean, kind of white? Wait, were Jonathan? Were you thinking like levels of white? Yeah, I was. I was thinking like. This dude probably got a last name like Melanchthon or something like that. <laughs> oh no, not a white last name, like an actual, like <laughs> the word. All right, bro. So we started a series last week 
um, called God's Fingerprints, and we heard Gato's story. Mm-hmm. And yo, I was just blown away by her being so vulnerable and and everything she shared. And dang, I just left that conversation thinking like, man, God is good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's honestly what I want like God to get out of like all our stories. You know that they're left like, mm-hmm. man. Like all glory to God, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think even in the midst of that, like we we, Gato gave the freaking gospel like throughout the whole thing. <laughs> I told Gato, I was like, I know what your AKA is now. Your AKA is gospel gangster. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> now I'll just saying the same thing. Oh yeah, I told him. I told him I was like, bro, she's she's gospel gangster right there. So, all right, Sway, it's your turn. So, I guess we can start with with just like the the basic questions, like. Um, yeah, I thought the question that you asked me personally was really good, and so I would say like five things that you that describe you, like five mm-hmm. things that when, yeah, that like someone would say about Sway. Oh, I don't know what anybody else would say. About like, what would your mom say about Sway? Oh my goodness! What would your wifey say about Sway? Comelon, Comelon, Comelon. Yeah. That's <laughs> your mom. That's what, that's what my mom would say. Yep. That I eat all her flan, and I only know nothing else for nobody else. And <laughs> and I put the plate back in the refrigerator. Oh. With 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 the with- the aluminum foil, as if there was something in it, but there's nothing. <laughs> Just the fork. <laughs> God bless her soul. Yes, she raised a good one. <laughs> hey, it was her fault. She made it so delicious that you she just did. had to eat the whole thing. Matter of fact, she made she she, she made one yesterday. They, they, they did a surprise birthday for me yesterday. Surprise birthday party in my mom's house, and she she made me a flan de coquito and a tres leches cake. Nice. So that was fun. So your mom would call you a comelon. A comelon. But I think I I think people who know me, I I would hope, I would hope that these would be the five things that they would say about me. I would hope that they they would say that I am someone who loves Jesus, that I am someone who is very compassionate, that Mm -hmm. I am someone who is determined to the determined to find the well-being of others and, and to help with the health be the, the well-being of others that, that I'm a loving husband and a loving father those are the five things that I think people would, like people in general would say about me if they knew me as far as five things that I am I am crazy I am creative I I am very what's that word what's that word Opt- optimistic okay. I I enjoy leading people to know Christ. That's I enjoy that. I enjoy seeing that light bulb come on. Mm. And some like 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 finally getting it and they're like oh, I love seeing that and experiencing that with the person. Mm. And, and and lastly I just I love being a good neighbor. Period. That's awesome. That yeah. Dope. I guess a follow up question to that it's how have you seen like like the creativity that God has like given you and applied it to 
your passion to point people to Christ? Mm-hmm. Like, I guess a recent example or something that like. Okay. So in my, in my, in my creativity. So, so one thing that, that, that I, that I enjoy doing is being myself around people. I am me unapologetically, like wherever I go. Recently, I, I was able to, to at my job, just talk to someone through the gospel by, like they, they come in with, with issues and they're all over the place because they need something. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool, let's get this done. How are you? How are you doing? You know, let's calm down. Let's, let's, let's breathe. Yeah, no, I, but I don't say that, but it's more like, hi, what's going on? You all right? Yeah. And, 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 and then from there, it just, it's story, it's, it's, it's story time. And then it's like, yo, look, let me tell you something. Jesus got you. Jesus hears you. Jesus loves you and he cares for you. So let's pray. And then from there, we, we pray. And then, and, and, and then I ask, like, like, do you go to a church? Do you know who Jesus is and how he lived and what he did to, to save people? Right. And then, and then sometimes it's like, now nah, I'm good. And sometimes it's like, thank you for the prayer, but I got to go. All of a sudden I'm mad no more. They don't need nothing no more. He's got to dip. And then sometimes they're like, they're like, you know what? I'm, let, let me think about that. Mm. You know? So, so I use life and wherever I'm at and whatever I'm doing and whatever the person's doing to point them to Christ. That's awesome. Yeah. That's dope, bro. Yeah. We're definitely glad to have you here in this podcast. Yeah, man. I think like that that's one of the things that I was thinking about this week is like, yo, you know, we've shared our stories before on this podcast a little bit, at least. But the cool thing about this, this series is that people get to know us a little bit more, kind of go into like who we were and what, you know, like just know us a little bit better. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, like it's it's pretty much like interviewing you for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I I really want to show people what God's done in my life and, and, and just kind of not make me an example. I'm not an example because my, my roadblocks, my, my struggles are different than anybody else's, but I want people to know that even with my struggles, God does the work mm-hmm. and his arm ain't too short that he can't save even a sinner like myself, a wretch, even a sinner like myself, a wretch. was born in in Trenton, New Jersey in on June 3rd in 1985. Born that, old. Makes you, how? that makes me that makes me 35 years old. I lived through 35 summers so mm-hmm. far. So um right. yeah I'm 35 from Trenton, New Jersey. Um I love Trenton, New Jersey. It's a little city where you know you're bound to run into every everybody at some point it's just such a small city but that's where that's where i'm from my family where is from puerto rico on my mom's side they're from villalba which is like a little valley um in the middle of puerto rico on my dad's side they're, they're from maunabo which is in the mountains so oh, wow. yeah, so it's like they, they, they're still they son son gente que son simple y bien sencilla, mm-hmm. bien humilde. They're very they, they they love 
and they show you that um on my dad's side i just met them a couple of years ago i didn't meet them not 2004 it's not a couple of years ago but i mean it's it's i met them a lot more recently than i've met the rest of my family okay. um which i know my whole life but on my on my mom's side you know family is we love hard you know so that's mm-hmm. how i like to i got that from my family i love hard mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit about Trent, new, new jersey bro what is it like there <clears throat> It's it's hard right now. It's it's in the top fifty worst cities in the United States, like most dangerous cities in the United States. Oh, wow. um, I think it's like it's like forty three or something. But it, it used to be like in the top twenty. But what makes it what makes it one of the worst cities to live in? Well, now it's just gun violence is really really heavy in Trenton, along with the or with the opioid crisis, but. Mm. Back into in the early 2000s, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of people that were in jail came out all around the same. It was weird, and a lot of different gangs started to come out from the the prison system, like 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 gang members. And then when they came out, they started their own their own sets, or they started sets, blood sets, crib sets, um, land king sets. Nieta sets was always there. Nieta and land kings were always in trend. But like blood sets started coming on, and from there everybody was, was just struggling for who's who's better. You know what I mean, and mm-hmm. um, it wasn't even the turf thing. It was just like what's that? Because it'll be like blood against blood, and it was weird. But yeah, yeah. It, it it was it, it was like that. It started like in the early two thousands, and it's still going on today. But now it's not so much of a gang thing than just you know who's dealing dope and you know who's who's stepping on people's toes and who's disrespecting who and it's weird but folks will get killed for disrespecting somebody out there damn bro that's crazy mm-hmm. I mean it's like that here in Philly too but where I live now but in the trend that's, it's like that and it's smaller it's so small and it's, it's crazy so it's concentrated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it, and and like trend like Trenton's a dope city when 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 it's when everybody's good when everybody's um on the ball, but like I can't ever be like yo this is a nice you know the the nice part of Trenton where you can go and be safe like like I never experienced that before that that isn't something that's there but there's a lot of change going on now there's also some really good ministries that are really helping the communities out there and. And really doing their best to, uh, to show Christ's love out there. And that's really, I think that's helping because when people have no hope, you know, they, they, they want to keep on going through the same cycle. But mm-hmm. these ministries are really on the on the ground. They live among the people and they're, they're there for the long haul with the people. So I think that that's mm-hmm. a good thing happening there. Mm-hmm. Growing up in, in Trenton, bro, how was that like for you? How does that how does that form who we know as Philly Sway? <laughs> so, man, growing up was lovely because I grew up in a, na- in a in a in a neighborhood that was very diverse. I grew up in East Trenton, which is is a is the main street is Olden Avenue and all and and Olden Avenue, North Clinton Avenue, and that neighborhood right there. Well, every, to this day, like that's a section of Trenton. It's like I'm, oh, I'm from East Trenton. Everybody knows where you're from. And everyone was really close. The school there was the bomb. 
We had our public library, which was where everybody would go and hang out. We had a basketball court that people would go to and, and a park that people would go to. It's still there. Like I, I've, I've been there recently, but I, I played with my next door neighbors outside. I played knock, knock, zoom. I, mm-hmm. I played basketball. I seen, you know, it, it, growing up, it was cool. Train was all right. Well, it seemed to me, you know, as as a as a little kid, it just seemed it seemed all right. Yeah. I did see a lot of a, a lot of drug dealing mm-hmm. around the way, but I was never scared of the drug dealers. Like they were, they were like my classmates' big brothers. So like it was never something where I'm like, oh, I, I hope I don't get harmed. It, it it was like, oh, they're they're the people that my grandparents say don't don't take money from them, don't. <laughs> Don't 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 um don't hang around them, you know, because that's that's how it was. Like like if they see you with the little brother, be like, oh here, here's that, we'll get you candy. My grandparents would always be like, no, don't take don't take money from them because eventually they're gonna want something back, you know. So that's something that that I learned early. But pero that's 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 what I went through. It was me. It's I'm the oldest of four. Okay, Okay. that was my next question. So growing up. It was it was me, and I lived with my mom okay. uh, initially. My my dad bounced because he was because he was he wasn't prepared to be a father at all. Oh wow! Um, yeah, he like I like I never my my mom my mom didn't see him throughout the pregnancy at all. Like as soon as she found out he was pregnant, they oh, shipped my dad to to Puerto Rico. But oh, wow. it, I was the first the first one born. Then a couple of years, I think I was like, I was still, I was like one or two when my mom met my my brother Carlos's dad and she ended up moving in with him and, and living with him and getting married to him. He was very abusive with me and my mom. He would beat my mom and he would beat me and, and bite my, he'll bite my mom. It was weird. Like, like I never known men to bite. What? Um, yeah. Bite. Bite. Yeah. Bad. But but uh, but but yeah, like like he was very he was very very abusive, and then my brother was born. So now she's married to this this abusive man. This biter, this human, yeah, he was biting her and stuff, right? Human tick. And um, and he was a little guy too. He was he's small guy. It was weird. But my brother's born, and the the. Where we lived at was like a little apartment, really small apartment in North Trenton, where my where where very close to where my family on my mom's side lives. So, so we we lived above a bar, right next to a bar, right next to the was called to a daycare, and right around the corner from El Centro from downtown Trenton. And I and living there with with him was weird because of all the violence, but then having a little brother and feeling as though like something got taken from me because all the attention was not given to my little brother. You felt that. that. Huh? Yeah. You yeah. Felt that. I, like, yeah. Like, like, like um, I was very jealous of my little brother. How, how old were you when he was born? I was three. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I, I had felt like, like, yo, like nobody cares about me no more. So I tried to drown him one time in, in the baby, in the baby drone. So I tried to like dip his head in the water and my mom beat me for that. But yeah, right. But yeah, I, I was, yo, I was a good, my mom says I was a good kid, but I like to sneak snacks. So I would, <laughs> at a really young age, I'll take the green tin of Ritz crackers, 
right? And I would get some peanut butter and jelly, and I would sit behind the. I, I would move the refrigerator at three. I would move the refrigerator and sit, and I would grab a, a handful of the crackers and sit on top of the thing and hide behind the refrigerator. <laughs> wow. So I was always being mis- mischievous, and and there wasn't a lot of talk about God in the house at all back then. No. Okay. No, no, no talk about no. God on the, on the opposite. It was a lot of talk about Santeria and Santo and all that's all that jazz. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. So, and this was be like with your your mom would would bring this up the whole santeria stuff or was it yeah so it, 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 it was very cultural back then so so like it, it was it was my my mom or or some or some people from around the way but they would we we always saw that people with the collares and and all that mess Damn. okay mm-hmm. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just double checking. But as 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 time went on, my mom eventually she she eventually divorced my brother's father after three or four years. But but what was crazy was by that time I had already taken him on as my dad like that. Like I called him dad. Wow. He introduced, he introduced everybody to me as his son. And that, like, I mean, for a long period of time till maybe about 10 years, 10, 15 years ago, like, I would be like, that's my dad. Because I didn't, mm. I didn't know. You didn't I didn't have a dad. Yeah, I didn't have a dad. So, like, to me, okay, that, well, that's my dad. Yeah. You know? But he, he, he was like that. And then he ended up getting with an, an, another lady who he was with for a very long time. And my mom had met my stepfather, who she's still with to this day. And... And at the beginning, he's from Nicaragua. Bien machita, bien, like real rigid. He was military too. He 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 was in the guerrilla. So he was oh, real like okay. he, he was very militant, very things had to be his way or yeah. no way. Like literally. And and he at first he was a little when when things didn't go right, he was a little abusive. But mm-hmm. as time went on and as him and my mom got older and they had two children together, they, you know, things started to even out a bit. And at this time, I wasn't living with my mom by this time. By this time, I was living you with weren't? my grandparents. Oh, okay. I was living with my grandparents because there was no longer room for me over there. And there was it, it was three oh, of them. Wow. There were three, three kids plus two adults. My school happened to be over here. Plus, my stepfather had these things called rules, right? That that mm. I just wasn't with it, at, like I had to eat at certain times. Uh-huh. And yo, like I said, I would, yo, yo era comerón. So when he would buy like like a twelve pack of YooHoo, and all them three pack, the ten pack, <laughs> I mean ten pack of YooHoo is gone yeah. by by the afternoon. You feel me? I'm in trouble. So I call my grandparents. I'm like, Mama, no me están dando comida. <laughs> <laughs> And my grandpa, no. you know, my, my grandpa wasn't no joke. My grandpa was a big man. Yeah, he he be knocking on the door. Hey Josie, on it because he used to call me Josie. Tai me llamó diciéndome que no me que que no me están dando de comer. And he's like, ¿qué qué 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 no están dando de comer? And then they would show him what what I did, and then he'd be like, okay, vámonos. But he would he he would definitely baby me, my, mother, my grandpa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So so and, how old were so you I, when 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 they when you weren't living at your house right there? How old were you? When oh, by by that time I was about f- 
five. Five or okay. six. Five. Wow. So did and this was all still in New Jersey. Yeah, all this is in New Jersey. Okay. okay. Yes. So the how did okay, so you don't live with your parents no more. Mm-hmm. How did so you've talked about you hating your brother because you felt like you know there was no more love for you that he kind of took your place. So how right. does that feel now that you're not even living with your parents? Did that have some kind of effect on you? Yes, it, it well it so it had like as a grown up I see it, where it's like sort of like a resentment from for, towards my mom where where it was like she didn't she didn't fight for me she 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 she, she didn't say no you staying with me and let like, like you're going to obey these rules but you're staying with me and you're going to obey these rules it was more of all right well if you're happy over there you can stay over there at with your with, with 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 the grandparents, you know. But as an adult, I'm like, Dad, Mom, you didn't even do. You mean you didn't even fight for me? You just let me go. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the, at the same at the same time, I ain't have a better role model growing up than my grandpa. The man worked for the mm-hmm. city. He worked every day from he woke up at six. We we went to work at, but he was at work by eight, and he came home at four thirty. I, I, I my son he. When I come through the door, my son's like, Daddy, when my grandfather would come through the door, I'm sitting, I'm running towards him the same way my, my son would run towards me. So <laughs> I did not have a better role model growing up than, wow. than, than my grandpa. I couldn't have a better role model at all growing up. So so while there is that that kind of like that that weird resentment towards my mom, mm-hmm. you know, like there's there's still like that. That's you're my mom and you were not perfect and you were young, and there's a lot of grace for that. Mm-hmm. And and the Lord has really worked on my heart when it comes to my mom because there was a lot of resentment for a real long time, mm-hmm. even like growing up, okay, and becoming a adolescent and teenager. All right. So you're growing up. You're growing up with your grandparents. Did you hear about God at all during this time? Yeah. So at, now I'm living with my grandparents and my grandma. She was she grew up Lutheran, right? And oh, wow. so, so at night, right? Every night, we'll be like, we'll we'll we'll, we'll say, Padre nuestro, que tal no cierto, eh, no cierto, santificado sea tu nombre, venga no en tu reino, hágase su voluntad, así la tierra como el cielo, like 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 every single night in Spanish, yeah. right? Like I haven't said that prayer. I had this is the first time, probably since back then, that I have said that prayer in Spanish. Wow. And, so, like, just the fact that it's still in my brain, yeah, yeah, you know, not probably not as fresh, but it's still there, like, says something. So, my grandmother started to teach me that prayer along with the guardian angel prayer every night, and that was so. So, that was eight, that, that was a starting point of God's word getting fed to me. Wow, okay, was with wow. my grandmother. So, she grew up Lutheran, was she like involved at all, or she just kind of yeah. was just. She was in their choir. She was in their in their young adult groups. It's crazy for me to think about Lutherans not being white, bro. Straight up, <laughs> like just because, yeah, just because here, like that's like that's the case, you know. Like here, like bro, you ain't never gonna see like. I mean, if people criticize our traditions for being white now, bro, like Lutherans or some like, at least you see some sprinkles of this. But I've never met like, besides Flame, you know, Flame is probably mm-hmm. the <laughs> <laughs> Flame is probably the closest to like some kind of diversity. I mean, yeah. like, 
that's wrong to say but like you know i don't know some 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 flavor some 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 mm. different some pigmentation in the skin yes right so my so so she was in puerto rico so that was just wow okay. yeah that yeah. is crazy yeah. that that's awesome wow. they out there they out there the show i would love to talk about that but but uh, we're talking about you so Okay, so, so she was she was in the choir, mm-hmm. and 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 she was in there. Uh, what would be like a young adults, like a young woman's, because it wasn't young adults. It was like a young woman's like group in in Puerto Rico. But she but she is the one that that, that taught me the the Lord's prayer in Spanish, and she would always kind of like instill the the God fearing aspect of life into me. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't like we didn't go to church or anything okay. like that. It was just her. And say, mira, a Dios no le agrada eso. Hey, mira, like, like stuff like oh, wow. that. Okay. Um, growing up, my grandfather was not religious at all. Even though he, when as, as an adult, he would always tell me how his how his father memorized the whole Gospel of John, and how he would like always be saying it as he walked to and from work, because of how long he had to walk. But aside from that, mm-hmm. like there was no no religion. In the house, aside from my grandmother, then one day, no say it, it. It was I was about seven, seven years old when I started to want to go to the Catholic Church, and I started to want to go to the Catholic Church because I seen. I mean, it's probably it was probably a homeless man. I don't know, but I had seen this dude. We lived two blocks away from the Catholic, the big Catholic Church out there called St. Joe's Church. And on St. Joe's Avenue, and there, there was this this man on the side of the church, and he looked like every picture of Jesus that I've seen in all Matias house. No, so, no so way. I was like, so I was like, oh, Jesus, and my grandma, she's in the passenger seat. My grandpa's like, I got there. And then, um, but I'm looking back, and this dude, he's like, he's dressed raggedy, and he's got the long beard, and he's got the, the shaggy hair. And I'm like, yes, hey, so <laughs> right. So from then on, I was like, you know what? I want to go to church. I want to see him again, right? Wow. But I went to the, I would go to mass, and I would go by myself. This is you at seven years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue by <laughs> myself. And and my grandfather would give me five dollars every Sunday to go to church and put that in the offering. The diezmo, the offering. Yeah, offering. Yeah, it wasn't Domingo. That's it's that's just, so so Mexicans like you, when your family gives you money, it's called Domingo, to Domingo. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what it's called. That in my high, yeah. like all the little kids would get like un Domingo. Yeah, that's what it's called. Like, so your your tío, your your parents, or somebody, or your grandfather would give you money, and that's what it, that's what you called. But un domingo, un domingo. Yeah. yeah. So 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 we so, but here's here's my flesh. I would go to mass, right, and I would I would only I would only put money in if I wasn't hungry. If I was hungry that day. I wouldn't put no money in it because it was like a five dollar bill, right? And I would go. I would. I wasn't at communion yet. And then after we were done, I would go get me a cheesesteak, 
with with the pineapple soda and some candy, and then I would go to the park, which was across the street from where I lived at, and I'll sit there and eat my cheesesteak and my and drink my soda, and then go home. Wow, <laughs> this is a seven year old. I'm just here thinking. Yeah, like, bro, my my son is seven years old, and this is some grown <laughs> man crap. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. So then my, my grandparents, they saw how serious I was about wanting to go to church mm-hmm. on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And they was like, you know what? Let's put them in, in Escuela Dominical. Mm-hmm. So they, they put me in Sunday school. And that's why, you know, I got my first communion done when, wow. I, was about eight, when I was eight. And then um, I did my first confession and all that. But through all this, I'm learning the Bible stories. They still teach you the Bible stories. They, they, they teach you the little Bible songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm learning about 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 the bible stories not so much the gospel i knew that jesus died don't know for what yet but i know he died yeah yeah um you see and, him and, you see him every time you walk into church on a cross <laughs> right right yeah oh, he yeah. died and he's dead and but he rose at some point yeah so i i, I didn't quite understand any of that okay. but i did understand mm-hmm. the stories of david and goliath uh, jonah and the fish and all that so now i i, I do my first communion i do my my confirmation no, I, not, not yet. So oh, okay. I I go to this school called Woodrow Wilson Elementary School, which was, which if in term, in our terms today was the wokest of the wokest schools, elementary schools. They <laughs> had, they had a, a, a celebration for every group of people. They had a Mexican celebration. They had a Puerto Rican celebration. And, and, and the celebration came along with a day of, it was like festivities and a program. Where where wow. people like like for, for for the Mexicans celebration because this was a time when there were a lot of immigrants coming into Trenton, right? They would do mm-hmm. like a whole program, or like where like history, like like honest history, not 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 the junk that that the other schools like feed feed the kids, like real history, and along with the dances, the art. And all that, Dope, and they did, they did after, and and Black History Month. Forget it. it. It was like there was something every single week, and it wasn't even. I, I didn't learn about Booker T. Washington or any of till to like middle school. Like they they were talking about people from in the community who were who were part of the civil rights movement and mm-hmm. how important that was. And yeah, it was such a it was a good good education. Okay, um, and I, man, and. They all. It was a public school, public school, and they were not allowed. To, we weren't allowed to pray in the public school yet. Um, at that at that point, but some teachers would be like, "Yo, we gotta pray," and they would have us pray at the school. Like, okay, oh. was this a Catholic church? I mean, Catholic, Catholic school? No, this was a public school. Okay, but the teachers would tell you. Let's some pray. of the teachers, some of like like the librarian. The the, the 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 librarian would have us pray. The two of the lunch ladies had, would have us pray. One time, I I I I tried to bless the food, right? And then he was like, "You're not the pope." Oh my! <laughs> yo, yo, yo! I was like, "God bless all of your food." She's like, "You're not the pope," and he's like, "Let's pray." <laughs> yo, for real. But, Little sway. Yeah. So. But it was it was it was one of the best day. I, I I love my experience there. But then after that, after I graduated fifth grade, that's when I went to a Catholic school, and and that's also where my life kind of like 
took a turn. I was this good straight A student, honor roll student who loved being in all the programs, who loved being part of everything. And then I go and get shipped off across town to this St. Anthony's grammar school is what they called it. But it was a Catholic school. And I'm in there and I'm like, I'm like, everybody here knows English. Cool. All the teachers are white. All right, cool. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think anything of it. And then then once once I, I, I get oriented or, or, or did my orientation and did everything, I start going to the classes. I feel so good because my grandparents would tell me, te vamos a mandar a esa escuela privada para que tenga una, una educación buena. Wow. Right? So, because they thought that if I go to any other school, I would, I would be lost in the sauce of the world yeah. like like I'll, I'll become like a bad kid or something so they sent me to this 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 private school and i was there and the first year was cool the the, the first year wasn't wasn't too bad except for in the middle of the year the the principal and the vice principal started calling me into the office just about weekly okay. to check my my book bag and to check my shoes and to check my pockets and and I thought that everybody that this happened to everybody, but it didn't. It only happened to me because someone because someone told them that I had brought in a knife to school, and that and that I would that I would frequently bring a knife to school. And I was like, I only found that out when I asked them why why do I always have to come into the office and why did I don't ever see any other other kids come into the office to, for, for the same thing. So that was sixth grade. Uh-huh. Seventh grade. Dang, bro. But so I, just like that, he just, he just like, they were just searching you every day? Yeah. No, every week. It was like every week for maybe about two or three months. And I thought that, I thought it was like normal because I, what, I ain't got nothing to hide. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's a rough week. introduction to middle school. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, so well, did you? When I finally caught on that, yeah. it, that it was just me, I was like, why, why am I the only one that this is happening to? And it's like, oh, well, there was someone who said that you were bringing knives to school, and I was like, oh, really? I was like, okay. I was like, you call my mom, please. And they called my mom. She came in. I told her what they told me, and it was like un, un gran gran cosa que se formó allí. <laughs> and then my seventh grade year. My seventh grade year. My, now, by this time, by now, I'm turned out. <laughs> by now, I'm like officially un, 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 un delincuente. I'm like, I don't, I'm not a good student right now. Okay. So I how know, did that happen? What happened? That the thing that the year before with the, with, with, with the getting searched every week, I was like, it, it started dawning on me that I'm like one out of four Puerto Ricans in my class. And that I that the other that the other kids were all from this area. I'm the only one from the other side of town, from the dangerous part of town. Okay. So I'm I'm like I'm out. I'm singled out. Mm. So, so I, I get that now. Like okay, Danny lives down the street. Omar lives in south in, in out south side where there, where there where there is a nice is a nice community. The, these two girls live across the street. You know, like, okay, I'm starting to get that I am from East Trenton and I am treated differently. And then from then on, I was just like, well, I'm not showing these teachers any respect. And oh, okay. And then seventh grade came around. 
Yeah, seventh grade came around. My grades, my grades are tanking. My my one teacher, Miss Miss, a math teacher, she was just like up to here with me, and she was just cussing like she cussed me out, but she was just like kicking me out of the class. So I gotta go to like to 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 the quiet room or whatever for the rest of the period. My other teacher, my English teacher, she called me a spick and a and a waste of space. No. Yeah. She was like, mm-hmm. she was like, you're just a spick. You're such a waste of space. And if I get for it, so I was like, all right. Oh, I'm a what? Okay. I went home. I told my mom again. I called my mom. I I ain't told my girl. I called my mom. I said, mom, this teacher called me a spick, and she called me a waste of space. My mom went up there the next. Like she, my I live again. I still live with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. My mom came and picked me up, and she, we went to school. And she was like, where is this teacher? She called my son a spick. And and there's a two, there's four or five other kids uh, other kids that 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 will say that they heard her say that, mm-hmm. right? And and it's crazy to me to to hear how like something, I mean it's not that something like you getting searched every week had such an impact on you when you when you like figured it out, bro. From mm-hmm. being like a good kid, like how something like that could just be like okay, like in your mind, you're, in your I don't know how old were you at seventh at seventh grade. Eight or nine? No, no, no. Oh, no, I was older than that. Oh, eight, eight or nine? I'd be eleven. Yeah, probably oh, eleven. No. Okay. Eleven or twelve, I guess. Dang, and how that had? I'm just tripping out on how that had effect on you, bro. Yeah, bro. I was I was never the same after that. Like I was like, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to be good. That's why. I, like I, I didn't want to be a good kid. Can you remember now, like the logic, as like the logic that led to that, or in your head, like wh- why didn't you want to be good? It was it was a mixture of I. It was a mixture of I just don't want to I don't want to be here anymore. Okay. Like like, we, okay. like now I just want to just I, I don't want to be here, and mm-hmm. I and I also want my other friends that don't get that are just as bad as I am but they don't get in trouble to 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 think that I'm cool. So you're uh, a full blown you're a full blown delinquente like you just said. Now yeah, coming I, in. I, yeah. So so tell us about that, bro. And so then eighth grade happened. In eighth grade, I start hanging out with my she was my best friend Vanessa. She lived across the street. Her mom worked nights her, her her mom worked morning no yeah she she worked nights so she would sleep all day and when by by the time we got out of school she, her mom would be at work already so i was we, we was hanging out there in eighth grade she she was oh no i'm sorry i started hanging out there in sixth grade no i mean seventh grade and then in eighth grade we started hanging out even more and her aunt was a was a latin queen and she would be, you know, talking this stuff, and you know, I'm going to New York for a junta. I'm about to, I'll, I'll be back next weekend, you know, and and I'm I'm hearing that. And this my this age, girl was just your neighbor. She didn't go to that same school that you were in. She was just your no, neighbor. No, she went to the same school. She was not my neighbor. She lived across the street from the from school. The, oh, from the school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she was actually in a good neighborhood, right? So that year, eighth grade year, my math teacher told me that I would be a junkie, that I wasn't going to live to see 16, and that if I did, I would only get my PhD 
I wouldn't grow up to be anything. I was gonna be uh, I was gonna be strung out somewhere. She said, "Your GED, your GED, my GED." Yeah. She's I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get my GED. That's it. If as if I make it to sixteen, and this is just because you were because I was back. I was I was a little wild in eighth grade. I was a little wilder than than before. But she, but that's what that's what her work as a teacher. That was her words to me. Her words to me were, "Yo, you are you yeah. are going to be a junkie, yeah. and you're going to be strung out somewhere. And if you aren't, you're going to live to your 16. Bro. And if you and if you live to 16, you'll you'll only get your GED. You're not going to make it." Yo, thank you guys for listening to another episode of For Christ y Cultura. This was part numero uno of Sway's story. Uh, we continue our series, God's Fingerprints. I am so excited. Thank you, Josue, for sharing your story. I can't wait till next week we drop the second part of Sway's story. But uh, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling this song. I kind of want to rap. Should I rap? I don't know. Nah, you ain't ready to hear me rap. Maybe soon, though. Maybe when it's my part. Maybe when it's my turn. For Crazy Cultura, see you next week. And just like that, parte numero dos of Sway Story in the bag. Muchas gracias for everybody who stayed to the end and listened to the whole thing. Gracias. Thank you, Josue, for being so vulnerable, so open, and sharing with us what God has done in your life. We love you, homie. We thank you for being on this podcast. And thank y'all for listening. Like I said in the beginning, we're dropping episodes every week because these episodes are pretty lengthy. So I wanted to chop them down and make them a little easier for you guys to digest. As always, leave us a voicemail if you want to be on the show. If you have a question or if you just want to shout out your city, lo que sea, just leave us a voicemail, go to our show notes and click the link and you can record straight on your phone the way I'm doing it right now. This episode, this, the last of this episode is recorded on my phone. So I see you could also get on the podcast and uh, yes, yeah, so see you guys next week for Crazy Cultura al rato.